Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the dynamic view in Microsoft Teams, new conglomerate branding uh, for global admins. And then we're also going to talk about how you can sign in without a password. Let's roll it. The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome, everyone, to episode 185. Hello, Daryl. Hello, Daniel. How is tomorrow, Daryl? Windy. Windy right here. Um, And it's moving fast, just like our show today. You know, we don't make that joke enough, I think, because you are, you know, next day from me. You know, I just don't think we make that joke enough. But you're right. We have to really get on it because we probably have more messages that we decided to cover this week than we have in a pretty long time. So we're just going to jump right into it um, with the first message, which is our headline. Microsoft Teams Dynamic View, MC242824. And uh, this is, and by the way, Microsoft Teams is excited to introduce this uh, as per the message. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a redesign of the stage, as they're calling it, the meeting stage of how things are going to be configured. And it really actually addresses some of the comments that we had about removing last week about removing the audio only from the main view. Right, Daryl? So, yeah, um, this rollout will be mid-March through the end of March. Now, uh, for those on the video, you're going to see this GIF that's kind of rolling in the message Um, So I'll just kind of leave it there for you to watch uh, the different kind of stages. But basically, it's going to have video and audio participants shown separately, which we already knew. Uh, We kind of talked about this, but the audio participants will it's I think what we kind of commented and Daryl was uh, pretty articulate about this, about how do we know who's talking if they're audio and and it didn't give us any information about where are they going and how are they going to be well here they are this is kind of our information of how those audio only participants are being shown Um, so they're going to be shown along with the video but separate so Mm -hmm. you're going to see the videos together but uh, the audio people will be separate Um, the shared content will appear larger uh, in the view and kind of shifting everybody over smaller uh, when there's being content being shared. Um, you can still pin and spotlight uh, video and, and P, uh, the participants. Um, so you could still do that. Uh, you can also view together mode uh, alongside content, which is cool. Before, if you wanted together mode and the content, you had to go and click right? You had to basically not see the content. You had to click on and see the people. Um, so you didn't, you couldn't get it together. And then this, the last thing, which I think is, uh, kind of big is that you're going to be able to dock the participants at the top. So those on the watching the video, you'll see the, where it co- shows the PowerPoint slide there, what it looks like the graph, the second one with the pie chart. Um, the people are on the top, um, they're on the side and then they're on the top. So you can actually move that. Um, so that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to use that. And I really do think you need to do an updated kind of information for your users in some way, whether it's 
uh, however you're posting this, if you have an updates Yammer, you have a, a team, you have whatever, you know, letting people know this is coming because this is this is actual in a change. People are going to join a meeting and they're going to go, whoa, what? <laughs> this looks different. So it would probably mm. be good to kind of notify. Well, it's, it's the default view. Yes, it'll be the default view for your meetings. It's not like you turn def the dynamic view on or off. It is there. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I think it. One thing you do need to, if you're thinking, um, I haven't gotten it yet, it does call out, you do need to restart Teams. Uh, so either restart your computer or shut down the client totally um, from your system bar and everything and then restart it. But um, again, mid-March through uh, the end of March is when this is coming. And, and I, I kind of like it. It uh, is highlighting the fact that we still get to see who, that was our biggest pain point last week. We don't know who's talking. Well, we do. It's still going to show those audio only participants. It's just going to kind of clump them together um, and then do some really cool stuff with uh, being able to see content and see people at the same time uh, better. So I'm loving it. Dynamic. Yeah. So Daryl, uh, what about, let's talk about this uh, update to office. This obscure title. Obscure. Um, all list update on office.com mc242583 daniel's going to get ready to present it and show it on screen while i talk about the message just to keep things moving along um when you go to office.com you've been able to see your most recently used documents things that you've been working on recently and that is a shared experience across all the office applications uh well at least the office applications word excel powerpoint um you saw one note uh, but what is changing is a, a view called all. All is going to bring it all together. And that means it's not just across those applications, but you'll start to see um, the most recently uh, changed um, lists on SharePoint sites, pages that you might have changed, uh, files that have been added as a or sent to you as attachments. And so this is a, a definitely a fuller view of most recently used or experienced or viewed documents that you've been uh, working on. So what I see this uh, doing is it's making it far easier for us to go to one and uh, another one place uh, to to catch up with what we're doing. Um, like if we're trying to, to work on something that we've uh, recently discussed, talked about, opened, um, this is definitely a fuller, most recently used list. And Daniel uh, had been demonstrating a few things there about how uh, we can filter the columns to show, uh, let's say, the activity column. Now, I remember I was working on something with, and I was mentioning someone in it. So you can filter on mentions or maybe you've added a comment to that document. The the filter by view, it's, it's almost like it's its own search box for the all view so don't worry about the search box at the top which is the microsoft search that'll give you everything and anything the the filter by view search box in this new view will filter just the list of most recently uh, accessed and and viewed documents great way to help us find what we've been working on recently discussing and talking about um looking forward to seeing that that is available now as daniel demonstrated it he's, yes he's he is special, but he's not special in the sense that everyone has just received this. Um, this, oh, and I'm sorry, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, but um, look, moving right along, Daniel. Yes. Um, there's this uh, conglomerate word that we we've 
uh, think that someone tried to make a game <laughs> to the right. Yeah, it, it, it. I think it. And that this was my joke was uh, maybe someone said, you know, I bet you I can get the word conglomerate in a feature. And <laughs> so this is announcing conglomerate branding for global admins MC two four three zero four one. And this, I make fun of the title, but this is actually really cool functionality. Uh, being able to, uh, and let me talk about the rollout. So targeted release rollout early April, so in about a month, um, with the rollout ending mid-April for the targeted release. And standard release will be late April and expected to complete by the mid-June timeframe. So we're already in summer talking about. Um, so what this is, is being able to specify company logos and colors for your uh, tenant and do it uh, specific for groups. So basically you can say, uh, I have uh, an organization, maybe there it's a separate vertical in our organization, our healthcare organization, and I want them to have a blue, they have a separate logo. So I'm going to give them a separate logo and I'm going to give them a separate um, coloring and all that. Then you could do that. And then maybe your tax well, I don't know. I'm going on a stretch here, but <laughs> another uh, uh, vertical that has a different type of logo for you, or or maybe it's a, a related business unit or whatever it is, and they have separate. Lo you can s separate these out, and I'm I actually I, we had the need for this for a client. Uh, I don't know. It was about two years ago. It would have been great to have this functionality, be able to kind of separate things out. So. Um, being able to do that, fantastic rolling out here soon. Uh, one thing it does call out in this message is that navigation, the navigation bar background, um, image will be retired. So you got to remember that. And so you're not gonna be able to have it, that image behind in that navigation bar. Uh, so just kind of remember that, that that is something that, uh, when you're creating that new theme, you won't be able to do that. So. Hey. Daniel, yes. I see too that there's a, a limit of five custom themes. So yes. if you are one of those tenants that is sharing it, uh, as you've acquired other businesses, but trying to give them a separate identity, yeah. you currently have a limit of five custom themes. Maybe we'll see something change like we saw with Planner um, and, and the multiple colors and 25 different themes. Maybe. Uh, I wouldn't count on it, but maybe. Um, so it, it is something that could happen. Um, yeah. So I'm, again, I like it. Thumbs up for me. I could have used it a couple of years ago. So, um, you know what I like to do though, Daryl, is talk about well-being. I want to talk about how we can get some insights on well-being. Is that, can we do that? Mm. Personal. Yes, um, that's right. Um, now, uh, Microsoft Teams, uh, we saw recently in the, the Microsoft Viva announcements that the Insights app was coming to Microsoft Teams. It's actually there today, uh, but it's in its more limited um, functionality, more more equivalent to what we saw with Outlook. But this update, MC243209, uh, will bring all the other insight goodness that we saw launched and talked about with the Microsoft Viva launch. Um, so you will see a uh, virtual commute that's coming um, available, and that you know allows you to start to wind down, think about the end of your day, plan a few tasks, etc. Um, you can also you'll be able to praise users. Now this is interesting. Users can schedule reminders to send praise to their top collaborators. Is that I 
don't know if that means that you're actually sending it or whether you're saying, oh, I must say thank you to Daniel for all that he's been uh, he's been doing. We've I think been sure. collaborating well together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I should check with that reminder anyway. Thank you, Daniel. You're, you're, I really enjoy doing this show with you. Um, anyway, I will reflect on that with the next the next feature in the Insights thing, which is about reflections. You can schedule a reminder to check in with yourself um, and click the button to say how you're feeling. Now, it looks like you can it, – it'll actually kind of keep a log. I don't really see much more detail in this, but you can save reference to personal reflection history. So on that day when I had all this stuff on, this is how I felt. Um, so those are a few things coming. There is uh, more coming too throughout the year. Apparently another one that's coming is the uh, integration with actual video um, uh, uh, meditations, you know, guided meditations. And um, timeline-wise, available starting April 2021, complete of the rollout end of July, uh, June 2021. All right. Um, and yeah, moving along to your next one, Daniel. Yeah, oh, no, we, we're into quick mentions. We are into we? quick mentions, and we've got quite a few for you, fellas mm -hmm. and ladies. Um, so this one is, the, the first one is Microsoft Forms Update in Sharing with Collaborators and Recipients, MC2433. And really all this is, and this is uh, rolling out now pretty much, early March through the end of March for everybody, uh, is that... Right now, when you go to share a form in Microsoft Forms or Quiz or whatever, you go to share. There's one button. You go to share, and that's where you manage whether you're sharing it externally, whether you're sharing it with someone to co-author with you uh, internally, all of that. So that's where you go, one place to go. Now, not so much. So as it's rolling out, we're going to have two buttons. There's going to be share is going to turn into send. So this is what you might traditionally think is a share. Like I, I'm done with it, I wanna send it to somebody. And then a little double people icon um, that is your co-authors and who you've um, shared it with to edit, right? That you've allowed mm. to edit. So uh, this is a big change. If you're using Microsoft Forms now, in any shape or fashion, you need to get on this and communicate it to your users. Because this is a fundamental change in the way people will share. <laughs> um, because the share button's going away. And, you know, people may figure this out on their own, but it would be nice to, uh, you know, let them know how this is, is working, um, how this is going to work for them coming up. So, Daryl, anything else you want to share about this one? Mm, yeah, only like one comment we made before we started recording the show that it, it breaks away from that consistency that we see with sharing content within OneDrive and SharePoint. And Teams, yep. And Teams. That's right. Okay, so the next one quick mention we've got is all about the um, Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Microsoft Authenticator code matching for MFA notifications, MC242338. Uh, not so obvious by the title, but remember, for a while, we've been able to go um, authenticate to our Microsoft account, that's our consumer account, and not have to use a password. If you're using the Authenticator app, you could uh, use MFA in such a way that when you go to log in, it, it says, well, 
I will send you a code. You've got to match those codes, and then um, then you can sign in without a password. And they're bringing that to Microsoft 365. Um, so this is uh, exciting in the sense that if you um, struggle with passwords, um, then this could be a good thing for you. It's also said that it is more secure because you're not leaving a for whatever length of password that is. You're not, you know, making that an option for someone to to get in. So what Daniel's shown on screen for those on the podcast as well is an example where. Uh, in the background, you've got a, a web browser, you've gone to sign in, and so it's presenting a code there. That will send through a notification. Uh, now, the first notification you'll see won't necessarily be the codes. It'll be, are you wanting to sign in? And so at that point, if it's not you trying to sign in, it's someone dodgy doing this from a web browser, then you can say deny, and that's it. You know, you block them off. If it is you, then the next screen you'll see is three choices of codes, match the right code, you're in without a password. Great. Let's see how it works in practice. Um, we're interested to hear how this plays out. If you're an organization that's enabling this for uh, various different people, then um, yeah, we'd be interested to hear how that how that works out for you. And this is going to be available uh, rolling out early March and complete by early April. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how people's workflow uh, happens with all of that and how they're working now and if they adapt well to this um, because mm -hmm. frankly if you've enabled MFA some of this stuff has could have changed for them several times uh, throughout yeah uh, throughout this process from codes to just clicking yes I want to log in to now having to you know select the right number yeah so this is definitely something that you'll want to introduce with a bit of change management yes, that's right that's exactly right um hopefully you do have some change management in place but if not um be on the lookout for some really cool stuff um so the the next quick mention is retiring delve mobile for ios and android mc242486 uh this is an interesting one june 1st they're going to remove the delve app from uh, the iOS and Android stores. And so they, they kind of admits in this message that, hey, most of that kind of functionality is in Outlook Mobile. So go check that out. Uh, but they're going to continue improving, making improvements. But uh, I, I don't use the Delve app that much myself. Um, I If I'm looking for information that might be in there, I'm usually on my desktop or in Outlook mo um, Mobile, so um, that's where I'm finding it. So I guess that's probably where they're seeing the telemetry is that people don't specifically go to an app for a, one kind of workload, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I would think yeah. because that's not what I want to do. Um, so that's that's uh, it, retiring June 1st. It'll be removed, so um, stop using it. Um, they're removing it from the App Store and Google Play on March 1st. Sorry. Uh, but June 1st, they're going to stop processing it. So as of now, you can't even download it. Um, and then they're going to basically, it won't work after June 1st. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So if that doesn't help, there's a list of frequently asked questions. Not just joking. <laughs> well, no, that next topic, the next announcement, uh, and we just make this as a quick mention. Yeah. Outlook Mobile's frequently asked questions list has uh, been updated. Now, uh, historically, uh, there was not great support for how to use Outlook Mobile. It has gradually improved over time with the support.office.com um, articles. But what about trying to access that from your mobile? 
And so this is where the FAQ list comes in. It's MC242574. Uh, and Daniel will just bring this up uh, soon too. But it's it's actually quite a large list of content uh, that when you go into it, you can see the, um, uh, you know, quite a list of categories and things that are there. And so it's quite easy to go through and check out what you want to know and what you want to find out. Uh, and this, while Daniel's shown on screen on his desktop, this is what you'll see mm -hmm. When you go to settings, um, help in settings and FAQs from your mobile. Um, so good to see that that list has has grown there and lots of guidance. It does operate a little funny in some places where I'm on iOS and I'm trying to find out about the um, the Office lens and it shows me the interface for Android. Mm -hmm. Just little things like that, but it's it's great to see. There's a lot of help there too. Yep. Daniel, um, tell us about um, this new tagging thing for uh, Exchange Online. Yes, I will do that as soon as I tell everyone the number of the message that you missed there, or that you're talking about. It's MC242574 was that frequently oh. asked questions. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so, yes, this next one is Exchange Online Tag for External Email Messages Received, MC243047. Uh, real quick, this is all about when you receive a message uh, in Outlook for the web, an Outlook mobile, an Outlook for Mac. There's a big glaring hole there, missing one. If, if anybody in the chat wants to throw in what they think it is, uh, then uh, if you're in, in one of those, so Outlook on the web, Outlook for Mac and Outlook for mobile, you're going to be able to see that's going to give you an alert. Hey, this is an external message, which is great. Um, and let me show that real quick. Uh, so give you a nice hey, an alert that it is an external message. Uh, also in the mobile app, they're going to give you uh, a little tag by right by the subject or by I'm sorry by the sender it's going to say external so you know it's an external email before you even click on it uh, in your mobile uh, so that's actually a really good screenshot in the message there um, so and this is uh, rolling out um, refresh my memory this is rolling out now, so it is, uh, you can enable it, and I'll scroll down to uh, the bottom of the message and talking about how you can enable it because it is turned off by default. So if you want to enable that external tagging, then you can go to this URL, uh, and I won't list it out on for the audio. You need to go to the message, but it's under the PowerShell documentation on docs.microsoft.com for exchange module, and it's the get external in Outlook switch. So get and set, of course, uh, for those PowerShell. And for the uh, the winner. Uh, is the one who said, wait a minute, what about Outlook for Windows? It's not listed here. Uh, and it's not even mentioned that they're even going to do it for Outlook for Windows, although I think they will. But um, Surely they will. Yeah. So that label's there for, for Outlook on the web too. Yeah. And it, it's it's just a visual reminder. Instead of stamping that subject with the words external and taking do you up think that. For, do you think organizations that stamp emails from external people with external in the subject, do you think they'll stop doing that with those? 
uh, it would be a good move if they are using both, but maybe the more you let people know, the more informed they are. I guess. I don't know. There's one very mm. large organization that Daryl and I both get email from, um, and they use that, and they put external in the subject, which really screws up your uh, grouping in Outlook because the subject is different because they throw it external in the subject right at the beginning, and then it – anyway – Oh, you mean the conversation view in Outlook? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, my last quick mention is uh, a data at rest encryption for Microsoft 365. Um, this is MC2438. Uh, and, you know, the, the key thing around this update is actually something that I had the pleasure of uh, talking about during Ignite, that the encryption at rest now includes a lot of Microsoft Teams services. So if you were an organization that maybe had to hold off using Microsoft Teams because your security people said, look, we have this standard. If it's not protected uh, at rest, then sorry, we can't use it. Then Teams is now uh, certainly well covered across a number of scenarios. Uh, teams calling and meeting recordings stored in Teams. Uh, the chat messages, Teams chat notifications, even suggestions by Cortana. Uh, your team's media messages um, and the present status message that you might drop in when you say out to lunch to go to my doctor, um, da, 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 da. It's all protected at rest. So um, hopefully that that uh, lever uh, allows some of your organizations to be able to start using Teams. Uh, and if you've already been using it, but you want to have more confidence knowing that it's uh, at rest as well. Um, now, Daniel, uh, sorry, that, that was rollout late March um, mm -hmm. through late April for that one. Um, our callback, we did find a callback. Yes. Something that has landed recently. It has. Add about up recently. This is something we've talked about recently. Yeah. Add up to 25 task labels and colors in Planner and Task in Teams, mm -hmm. MC241. Three, four, nine. So we've read this on on in the episode. So you know we don't need to worry about that. Let's take a look we'll just, at it. We'll just show you in the corner about you know where that discussion was. Tada! Colors. So here it is. So I fired up a plan, uh, opened up a card, and boom! It says more labels are here. Got it. So we can pick from many, many, many colors: cranberry, orange, cranberry, orange. That is delicious. <laughs> I had a scone, cranberry, orange scone. Oh, man, it was great. Marigold, oh. light green, teal, uh, plum, and lavender are some of the new additions. So they're here. Uh, the, it's live. Yep. You can use it. Uh, what do you think, Daryl, now that we get to see it? Well, each of those labels, too, can be edited so that it's not the right. color name. Sure, right, um, of course. Yeah. I, I, do like, I do like that uh, there is a clear difference between the like, almost like pastely, uh, slightly opaque colors versus the solid ones. Mm -hmm. um, so we did wonder about what these colors were going to look like and whether they'd be different enough to, to uh, see uh, as a different label. Um, but, yeah. It looks like it. Well, I think... Yeah, and you know, catch catch the episode that we referenced up in the top corner um, to hear more about our opinions and thoughts. But good to see that's landed, and yeah. that we do have those options, and we can see the practical use for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am excited about it. Uh, I like it now. Before I was like, I don't know why you would want twenty five, but 
now I see the colors, it's great, and being able to differentiate those. So I'm, um, I think it's going to be good. I think they've done an okay job there um, <laughs> with it, uh, exceeded my expectations. So you that, did, though, you did have one thought about um, accessibility. I did. I mean, if you look at the look at them and sorry for those on the audio only, but um, it, it, some of this like gray and silver, um, how are you going to be able to tell the difference with that? If you have the accessibility functionality on, I don't have it turned on. So I, I'm just worried. They may be taking care of it. Great. That's wonderful. I just don't, uh, I hope they are. I hope it does do a good job of accessibility because we do need to be inclusive and make sure that everyone that we're working with can use these because if you're going to mark something dark blue, but they can't see, um, you know, because of the way it's handling it in the browser for accessibility or in the app, you know, it, mm. we just hopefully it's going to take care of that. Um, so well, it'll it'll negate the effectiveness of the color, but yep. the the label name will be different. That's about all they can rely on. Right. Well, and, and it's also about the label and the contrast with the color. Right. So it's not just yeah. about the label color. It's about the label itself. You know, I'm looking at the light green, for instance, with a, a black on this light green. And I don't like that. I, I really oh, don't. right. The words for the, the words. label written yeah. over the color right. uh, are not accessible. Right. For some. It, well, maybe. I'm not saying they yeah. aren't. I'm just saying maybe. You know, uh, that's what yeah, I'm worried yeah. about. Um, so uh, try it out. We'd love to hear your opinions. Um, feel free to make a comment on this video or um, hit us up on the socials. That's 365MCS for Twitter, for Facebook for LinkedIn, hit us up. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear your opinions and your experiences with uh, not just this callback, not just this feature, but all the features we've talked about in this episode and, and others. We'd love to engage with you. And uh, we had some engagement here over the weekend about uh, some of the functionality that's rolling out. So uh, I think it's, I'm really enjoying that engagement that we're getting uh, with the audience. So uh, yeah. really appreciate that. And we have a, another Clubhouse session scheduled for uh, Thursday U.S. time, Friday New Zealand's time. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, keep an eye out for that. There's more people that are able to attend. But, yeah, we're getting some good discussion and engagement there. Thank you for all those who are joining and pitching in. Yeah, make sure you just check out our socials. We'll send that out a link so you can download that and, and add it to your calendar, actually. Uh, so you can make sure you join us. Uh, we had a great episode, a great time this past week. So I'm uh, looking forward to it this week. Well, that does wrap up our show for this week. Um, thank you so much for joining us for episode 185. I've had a great time. There's been, what do we have? 12, 10, something like that announcements. That's a lot. Daryl, thank you so much for your insights. Bye-bye. Thank now, you, everyone. Daniel. Yep.